Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and welcome, baby boomers, to your show, Another Day Above Ground. This is a, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Of course, I'm in the neighborhood of Chicago, so I don't know what the weather's like by you, but it is an absolutely gorgeous day here, and we really look forward to sharing some valuable information with you. And when I say we, of course, I mean my two partners on here. First of all, from the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, please welcome the lovely Carolyn Strauss. Thanks, Dale. And and I'm feeling guilty today. And I'll tell you why. I hired people to come clean my house this morning and I was home. So there are there are three lovely women cleaning my house and I'm here like checking email and doing some work. Am I not supposed to feel guilty about like spreading the wealth? Well, you should feel guilty. You should be cleaning the house yourself. Jeez, oh, man. There what, is and, a voice in my head saying exactly that. So exactly. you did not help me at all. Thanks a lot. Tim, <laughs> help. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like having somebody come in to do your dishes or something, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, everything in life costs time or money. I'm not good at at cleaning. I'm not, the kitchen's not my room. The rest of the house isn't my room. I'm just not my room. So why would I do it? But I did feel guilty. It was a weird feeling to have them here while I was here because they haven't really come during the pandemic, right? Because sure. everybody was afraid to go to people's houses. So I actually had my house professionally cleaned today and that felt very weird, but way better than doing it myself because it's way cleaner now. So you don't care what, you don't like any of the rooms, the kitchen, the... Uh... You you probably make sure all the lights work in the bedroom though. It, the the strobes and the colored lights and all those. It doesn't. You only need one if you have a mirror on the ceiling. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! You are bad for me. Stop. Ah, uh, okay. I forget where we were now. <laughs> You're about to introduce Tim, our favorite person. Exactly. I just the ceiling and the mirror on the ceiling kind of threw me. Joining us, joining us from Indiana. Please welcome the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, we're just weeks away from the uh, Summer Olympics in Japan, and uh, uh, pre-surgical transgender women will be allowed to compete, uh, uh, which. Uh, actually really isn't a track event it's more of a drag race <laughs> i, I want to see the swimsuit competition <laughs> i wonder if caitlin jenner's going for another gold that could be interesting first person was... to get it under two genders <laughs> Well, we're it, we're waiting for uh, in the Midwest. We're waiting for the cicada invasion, which hasn't happened yet. So that means those little buggers are just waiting up, and they're all going to attack. I think on Memorial Day, just as everybody's finally getting outside to have a delightful picnic. But uh, but that's you know that's the biggest problem, and that's not a big problem because as long as America continues to get vaccinated, we're eventually going to get out of this uh, out of this pandemic. But until we do. One of the things that, you know, baby boomers uh, tend to remember is when we were growing up, the different brands that were there that aren't here anymore. For instance, uh, Woolworth, 
You know, Woolworth was a was a brand for a, a five and ten, which you know, a dime store was a brand, and that's not around anymore. And we're wondering, you know, if people have brands. So we were wondering about that, so we figured, why don't we get in an expert to tell us about it? So what we did is we found Phil Gerbyshek. Phil is a, uh, is a professional speaker. He's also a, uh, a sales leader, sales podcaster. He's big in sales. He's got five books on sales, and he's now talking about branding. And uh, I'm assuming, Phil, that you don't mean something that includes a very hot iron in a fire, because I don't even have tattoos. I'm not going for branding. But please welcome Mr. Phil Gerbyshek. Hey, thank you, everyone. Good to be here, gang. And yes, Dale, you assumed correctly. We're not talking about a hot poker in the eyes. You're right. <laughs> Aww. You poker in the eyes. <laughs> so what is uh, what is branding, Phil? What what are we what are we talking about? I mean, my brand as a baby boomer is I'm cranky. I I my, I hurt a lot, and I got these damn kids on my lawn. So that's pretty much my brand. But how do you how do you change that or establish one? Well, so branding is not just what you say about you, though. You certainly can. That's often where it starts. Nobody's talking about you. But once somebody does, you're like, hey, that's the guy or that's the gal who is known for whatever. So it's why people want to hang out with you. It's why people want to spend time with you. It's why anybody would pick up the phone and actually take your call. You know, those telephones, they they still make phone calls, Dale, just so you know. I, I, I know. I, I tried to make a phone call out of my camera the other day, and that didn't work very well. Took me a while to figure it out. <laughs> so my mom, are, my you... mom, when she was when she was on some medication, was actually talking into her television remote for a while. <laughs> Did it call back though, Tim? That's the question. So, so what? How do we? How do we set up a brand? Why is it important for a baby boomer to have a brand? Well, it's important for a baby boomer to have a brand so that you have a reason that people actually want to be with you. What what do you do? What are you known for? What's cool about you? So if you like to play pinball like I do, perhaps you call yourself a pinball wizard or just someone who loves to play pinball or whatever it is. How do, how do we get known for that? Well, we start telling people about what we're interested in, about what we enjoy doing, about who we are beyond just I'm a cranky old person that yells, get off my lawn, right? What so, if that's all we are? <laughs> then that's okay. Then you're probably not, not taking many phone calls these days, Tim. And that sounds like a personal problem. You probably get therapy too. So it sounds like this relates a lot to, to business uh, more it so could, than just, you know, I Well, it could be, living. right? But not really, Dale. It doesn't have to, right? So, so to that, could it relate more to business? Of course it could. But I want to hang out with cool people, right? That might be the person who plays Canasta. I've read about that game, but my grandparents played. Do you guys play still? or is that... I, My grandparents played. My mother what? plays, oh. Phil. I can set up a game for you with my mother. <laughs> so there you go. Well, if you think about it, right, that is part of your brand. That is part of who you are. What games do you enjoy playing? So, oh, I always call Carolyn's mom whenever I want to play Canasta. That is part of the personal brand, right? So, Or if I have someone who's very fashionable, hmm, like uh, Carolyn Strauss, if I need fashion advice, I would call Carolyn, right? If I've got a wedding that's coming up, I might ask Carolyn, hey, what do you think about this uh, hot pink and lime green outfit that I'm going to wear? I think the wedding itself is a bad idea, so may, I may not be the person. <laughs> to Tim, should I be calling you about this question, right? That's what I want to know. I but think it's real, a, I think getting married's a great idea, and I'm also an officiant, so so call me. Go. Call 
That's great. Collect or COD? How do we make the that collect possible? is fine? I, I will marry people in prison. <laughs> Fantastic. Now there's a brand for you, Tim. There you go. <laughs> the guy who will marry you yeah. in prison. Yeah, the prison officiant. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, that's right. That's so, right. So what do we need to do? How do we how do we establish this brand? Who do we tell? I mean, you know. Well, so establish is fairly simple, right? So first thing is you got to figure out what it is you like to do. If you're just, you know, just cranky, that's probably not going to help you much. But think about that. What else do you do? What do you do in your spare time? What do you enjoy doing? What do you wish you could be doing? And then you should let everybody know. Every time you do it, take a picture. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Instagram or, I don't know, this TikTok thing. I hear that's pretty cool too, right? Or, you know, send physical letters. Send someone a letter and let them know that you're thinking about them, right? Or pick up the phone. Call Carolyn's mom and play Canasta. I can tell you my mom, she started out in the 70s as a cribbage player. That was her cb handle if you can think way back then yeah yeah still, she still loves to play cribbage so now my mom and i can play cribbage on the phone a little bit of a personal brand there from my mom and now she at 70 plus years old is now the tech person in her uh, community because she can turn on her computer and print things for people so people just come to know you based on what you do and how you help them and it really you know to that point you can be intentional about it but sometimes it just accidentally happens. Hmm. Now, how, how do you play cribbage over the phone? That's a card game. Yeah, it sure is. So there's a cribbage app, and ah. Mom and I are both on the iPhone, so it alerts her, says, boop, boop, Phil Grimashek wants to play cribbage with you. And usually she ignores it, but sometimes we play. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you're suggesting uh, social media as the place to tell people and place to build the brand. Any, any other place? Well, again, in person, right? In person, be consistent with what you do. If you've got a community, I, I live in a community, not a retirement community, but I live in a community, right, where they play Bunko once a week or once a month. I don't know. I haven't gone and played. But I can tell you it's always the same people. So if I see them around in the community, I might say, hey, aren't you the Bunko gal or guy? Is Bunko bingo for people who can't spell? It probably is. I mean, you know as much as I do about the game, Carolyn. So let's say, yes, it is, right? B-U-N-C-O is like B-I-N-G-O. And it's probably not as catchy of a theme song, but probably works. It also, I, I understand, involves drinking. Oh, most there you go. Do. There you go. Yeah, most games well, do, good, Tim. A good bingo game also does. So <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Communion wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's in the church hall usually, right? So... Because isn't that the the only gambling that Jesus allowed was bingo, isn't it? I believe that and 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 craps. Craps, yeah, yeah. Of course. They used to shoot craps. Actually, they shot dice for his clothing. They 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 did. I don't think he approved of that though, Dale. I think that no. was dead. No, no. Yeah. And see from here, that's a seven. That was that was the Romans. It's he he grew up playing the dreidel. Yeah, that's right. And other carpentry <laughs> games. No, it's made out so of clay. <laughs> like Jenga. Jenga bingo. Build <laughs> something. Yes. Yeah. Oi. So, all right. So I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. And I think it's how do you want to be known in the world? That's your brand, right? And people are going to 
say things about you. Like for years, people were like, oh, you're the woman on QVC. I was on HSN. I mean, now they're the same company. But back in the 90s and early 2000s, when I started, when I was in my company, it, it was not QVC. And I didn't want to be known as the person on QVC because then they wouldn't be able to find me. So, but people make it up in their head. How do you cement your brand in somebody's mind? Well, consistency certainly helps. Being gentle about your correction certainly helps, right? So, oh, oh that that's was so mistake. nice, right? So it's so <laughs> nice. You said, but no, actually, did you know that it was HSN that I was part of? So you can remember that and maybe come up with a little acronym, like, oh, maybe HSN stands for Home Shopping Network, and you're often at home when you're shopping for that, as, right? So, I mean, do you remember what QVC stands for? I have no idea, right? So, but I'm just saying as an example. So you gently correct them. And then you just continue to say it, right? Consistency, deliberate consistency, and then correction is the way to do it. And maybe, Carolyn, maybe you needed a T-shirt that said, it's QVC, bitches. I don't really know, right? So Although it was HSN, so thanks. I see, thanks yeah. Can't even get your branding right with the branding guy. <laughs> oh, so close, Carolyn. You needed a T-shirt. I'm sorry. I'll order you one next time I'm in Colorado. Now, what, what's your brand, Phil? Well, a lot of people know me for my glasses, right? I've got You do have a lot of glasses. glasses. But they're always red. You're wearing white ones. I'm so thrown off. Oh, so they're not always red. In no, fact, I have another colors. pair next to me. Yeah, often oh, yeah, they're actually orange, Carolyn. Orange oh, yeah. is my favorite color. I bought those on QVC, by the way. They're really nice. <laughs> and uh, no, so I do have, right, these are my blue pair. So I yes. can change to those. Um, but yeah, I've got a bunch of glasses. Other people, you know, for this, for my smile, I'm typically found smiling. And then, you know, we talked about pinball, right? I'm a pinball wizard. Talk about that for some that like music, they think I'm a big fan of the who. And I do enjoy the who, though I prefer Squeezebox, the pinball wizard as a song. But, you know, it's the, the bass riff isn't as strong in, in Squeezebox. And for those who love pinball, right, then they know the pinball games, which we talked about, right? What's your favorite game? And as I said, it's Frank Thomas Bigger baseball. Somebody, uh, somebody, somebody pointed out to me recently that uh, Squeezebox wasn't about an accordion. <laughs> recently, you know, <laughs> I bet it was Tim. Yeah, like thirty years ago, recently, Tim, or what? Was it your wife? He, are you still doing weddings, Tim? Figure that out recently. You probably need some help. Puff the Magic Dragon isn't about a dragon either, in case you were curious. And White Christmas. He lives is... by your seat. Oh, yeah, it is about a White Christmas. <laughs> so what uh, What else can you tell us, Phil, about uh, about establishing our brand? A typical uh, baby boomers, uh, let's say they're retired. Let's say they have grandkids. You want to establish a brand with your grandkids? Because grandkids have two sets of grandparents. So my dad, when he first became a grandparent, my sister's little kids asked him, well, how do we tell, what do we call you, you know, different from our other grandfather? He said, I'm your foxy grandpa. And that name stuck, through, you know, through the rest of his life. I'm your foxy grandpa. And so I'm trying to figure out now what the phrase myself is uh, to, to my new granddaughter before she, uh, before, you know, she meets her other grandfather. Yeah. Well, that that is the question, right? So what do we want to be known for? You could be the cranky grandpa if you wanted to be, or the <laughs> smart-ass grandpa, or, you know, whatever you want. But I would tell you, the sooner you establish it, the longer it's going to stick, and the less chance you have of them coming up with something on their own. So do that before they speak, 
So you have that. I can tell you my grandparents both went, actually, we called them by their last name as opposed to their first name, just to send respect with my brothers, but with the rest of the grandkids, they called them all by their first name, which is very strange, but that's how it worked, right? So it's Grandma Gerbyshack and Grandma Murphy. I don't know, right? That's how that initially worked. And then from there, we had Grandma that was on the farm and Grandma who we played cards with. And then from there, right, we had they other said things. They so, sent her to a farm, Phil. I, I have some oh, news for you. She, she, that she's playing with other grandmas. Right. Like And dragons and squeeze boxes. And <laughs> I don't want to hear that about my grandma, Dale. Dale, you could be the grandpa that smells like a bong. <laughs> See, there you go. Grandpa Doobie. I'm Grandpa Bong. <laughs> and sometimes kids give us names and they stick. That's the challenge, right? So the sooner that you come up with why, how you want them to know you for, the sooner that will stick or, frankly, not, because they might come up with just the opposite. When they say, hi, Grandpa, that's your brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a cookie. If not all of them, some are coming. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the point, right? If you're always the grandpa or grandma that brings the cookies, that's how they're going to remember you. Again, it's about consistency. Okay. Okay. So we need a brand for this show. What would you suggest? Currently, we're just known as the podcast for baby boomers, but we need a we need a better brand than that. I want to, you know, I want to get right up there with, uh, you know, Oreos. Two men and a lady. That's what I'd call it. Oh, Wow. We have to find a lady. This is a problem. <laughs> well, Carolyn, you could play that part better than Dale. I don't know okay. All I know is I was just talking about Oreos, and he comes up with a sandwich. Dale, <laughs> <laughs> you look at it however you want. So Tim is known as the Aristotle of comedy. Just on this, just on this show. What? What? Just on this show. But uh, oh, Dale, Dale branded me with that like 30 years ago. Yeah. And it stuck. He's a very philosophical comedian. See, there you go. Right. So, but if you consistently use that, people would recognize that. If you consistently said heady things, they might say, yeah, you're the Socrates of comedy. And you might say, no, no, no hold on. No, I'm even more heady than that. I'm Aristotle. So you might have to correct them initially, gently, to let them know. And that might get there. But really, to that point, it isn't important that they remember it's Aristotle or Plato or Socrates. It's that you have a very heady brand of comedy. That's really what you want to be known for, right? But the more specific we can get, the more unique it is, the easier it is for people to remember. Well, I always I always kind of thought it was an insult. It was kind of like the Michael Jordan of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, so but you can absolutely take though whatever is your weakness, right? To the point and turn that into positive. I can tell you, growing up, many of the kids who had glasses were called four eyes, right? We, kids picked on them. I'll tell you right now, my glasses help people recognize me now. Nobody's making fun of my glasses now. So it depends, right? If you own it, if you're confident in it, if you own the Aristotle of comedy, Tim, it can be an awesome thing. And if you're like. Yeah, no, that's probably going to stick like grandparents. You should have told me that you were offended by that adequate use. Uh, no, I, I was, no, I was never offended, just amused. <laughs> <laughs> I was never offended. But I'm saying, right, if, if you think it's an insult, though, right, instead, turn it into a positive and own it. The better, yeah. Fast yeah, you I own did. it, the I better, op- yeah. It's one yeah, of those things I that always- can be... 
it's one of those things that can be taken both ways. That's right. I always thought it was yours. I had no idea that Dale made that up for you. I thought you told him that. No, I just started doing that on the podcast because I respect what he does, so I gave him a title. <laughs> well, no, we you, were doing, Sher- you we were doing it. You were doing it when Carolyn we were something. Then she oh. needs a brand for oh, this show. Then, then. The summarizer, the Aristotle comedy, and the, the easy fashion. girl. <laughs> and Cruella. <laughs> Although I think Cruella is taken. Yeah, the, um, yeah, the, the the girl, the girl about to own a golden retriever coat. <laughs> <laughs> is, she's not the most compassionate person, is what we're coming across with. You know, you're, you're not going to see her starting a Red Cross or anything. If you're paying me, I am incredibly compassionate. I am the most. <laughs> That's the definition of a hooker right there. Compassion with a price. <laughs> oh, dear. So, Phil, what uh, what advice do you have that people should start to do to build their brand? Other than, you know, go on, on social media and figure out what you want to be called or what you want to be uh, known for. Then, then what do you do? Well, get some feedback from your friends or from your enemies. Find out what people, other people are saying. Because it, again, it's not just what you say, it's what others say. And then display it, own it, try it on, see if it fits, right? Sometimes it fits like a glove and sometimes like a golden retriever coat. It's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then from there, see if it actually sticks. Do people actually call Tim the Aristotle of comedy or is that just an inside joke? And there you go. Three little tips, get you started. Cool. Very cool. You guys got any other questions for Phil? No. I think One we're... at a time, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dazzled them with all the bullshit I can, Dale. I guess that's it, huh? I, really? And you're you're a good salesperson because you got all that BS out in a record time. So you know, you, you know what there you're you talking about. So, Phil, how can we help you? Or if there are people who want help with branding, how can we help you help them help you help them? Yeah, so the easiest way, I would say, you know, if you're on social media, you can spell Gerbyshak, you can find me. It's G-E-R-B-Y-S-H-A-K. Or I'm going to give you my phone number. That still works. And if you're shy, you can text it. It's 414-640-7445. I do accept unsolicited calls, but not collect calls, Tim. Nothing from prison. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever thought about, you know, for your brand, changing your name to something that's easier to spell? You know, it's interesting that you say that because I actually am. I won't officially change my name, but my domain I'm working on right now is just going to be Phil Gerb, P H I L G E R B, because I am Phil Gerb on every social network. There you uh, go. You so, yep, great question, Dale. Absolutely. Right. I will have a pseudonym. Excellent. Excellent. So that's what we always need is is, is good pseudonyms, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Or euphemisms. I mean, really pseudonyms, pseudofed. Do you know how many you know, nims it takes to make one suit? How many what? Nims it takes to make one suit. How many nims does it take to make one suit, Tim? I don't know. I Oh, I thought you were setting it up for a joke there. Yeah, me too. Like, uh, no, it was actually it was actually the punchline. It's because we were talking about a suit of oh. nims. Oh, very good. Oh. Yeah. Ah, score one okay. for Aristotle, huh? 
Exactly. Really? That's why people didn't get it. A lot of people didn't get Aristotle, man. He was weak. Yeah, I thought you were trying to be Gene Rayburn there on uh, masking or something. Like long microphone. Right over my long head. Cord. Right? Uh, How yeah, many pseudonyms does had, it yeah, take? It was to make great. It? He had that long microphone right? on a on a big cord. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> Betty White, over to you. Yeah. Charles <laughs> Nelson Riley. No, <laughs> Betty White, still over to you. God bless That's her. That's true, yeah. 40 years later, yeah. Gene Rayburn, though, I believe is gone. Yeah, he is. Yeah, they're actually going to do They're going to do a, a flashback series. It's going to be called The Golden Girl. Yeah, she's going to that. Yeah, like, yeah. Will that be the follow-up to Friend? Is that how that works? <laughs> she's going to star in it with... Uh, Joe Biden. So, and <laughs> well, Phil, thank you so much for for being with us. We really appreciate your time, and we'll work on on building our brands and get back to you when we figure out what what our brand is going to be for another day above ground. So we're we're, we're still working on that, but we will uh, we appreciate all uh, all of your help. So, what's your uh, your website again? Is it changed over, or how do people you know it for will. people to get a hold of you? It will, but for now, you can just go to philgerbishak.com. G-E-R-B-Y-S-H-A-K, Phil Gerbyshack. That's P-H-I-L, not F-I-L-L. Okay, and we've given you enough letters there that people will be not confused at all. all right. I have a perfect <laughs> Scrabble name. When next time I play Scrabble with, with um, proper names, do you know how many points are in your name? Like, lots. Too many tiles, though. That You only get seven tiles, so Gerbyshack is nine. But you can do it, Carolyn. I have, fa- I have faith in you. I can cheat. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Take care. Bye. See you later. I'd like to thank Phil Gerbacek again. He's a he's a, a wacky kind of guy. He's got some great ideas, and uh, you know, I never thought about about building a brand at my age, but I guess uh, it, it's good a time as any. So thanks a lot, Phil Gerbyshek. And uh, if you're out there and you're looking for a speaker in sales or branding, give him a call. Other than that, uh, Carolyn, do you have any final words for the folks? I, I love the idea, actually, just for you, because your grandbaby's about to turn how old? Two years old, yeah. She's going to start labeling you. You might want to label yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea, because two is a perfect time to do that. Yeah. I'm going to go with the, the Oscar Mayer Wiener whistle, Grandpa. Because oh. I still have the original Oscar Mayer Wiener whistle, so. Anyhow. Wiener grandpa, not, yeah, that's uh, grandpa Wiener. I would not Wiener. focus a two-year-old on wieners. <laughs> I, I just wa- don't want her in kindergarten telling her friends about her grandpa Wiener. That would be bad. <laughs> do not do that. Anyway, anyway, I never say this. Go to carolynstrauss.com if you um, want to know anything about me, but why? Anyway, I'm there, and um, and thanks. And you can date her if you just add right at that uh, at that website. You can just give the reasons why. PayPal, and... Venmo, it's all available. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tim? Any uh, anything? I see you're finally back working clubs again. Or yeah, I'm going to be in Kenosha, Wisconsin, June 11th at Public Craft Brewing Company. So uh, uh, if this gets up by then and you're in the area, definitely <laughs> drop by and see see me work. See see the Aristotle in action. <laughs> and bring a dictionary so you can look up the words you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'd like to invite you to go to DaleIrvin.com where you can sign up for the Friday Funnies. And every Friday at your uh, email, you will uh, you'll get to laugh at the weirder stories of the week. Besides that, thank you so much for joining us again. We are uh, we are one of the longer running podcasts now, and we're very uh, very happy about that. And it's all because you guys still listen. So please pass this on to your friends, spread it to all the baby boomers you know, and go out and have a terrific day because today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.